In the naturopathic profession, we define health as optimum function of body, mind, and spirit. So when you're thinking about conceiving a child, to prepare yourself to be as ready as you possibly can be. And speaking from personal experience as a mother of three, and the first one came at age 32, and the third one came at age 40, You'd think that a mother in that age group is ready, but I don't think you're ever really 100% ready, but, but do what you can, it, you know, have the emotional environment in order as well. Hello and welcome to the Confidential Podcast, where we discuss and demystify life and everything that impacts it. I'm Simone Gisondi, author, health strategist, life transformation consultant, and overall life enthusiast. I dive deep into the fascinating world of life with each show. Each episode features in-depth conversations with experts, thought leaders, as well as personal stories and experiences that will bring the world around us to life. Whether you're a curious newcomer or a passionate enthusiast, come with me on a journey of discovery and enlightenment. Tune in every week and join me as I demystify all things that touch life. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Today's show is about women's health. And let me tell you, no one understands women's health, women's health better than Dr. Darlene. And if you're wondering how I know, well, I've been her patient and she blew me away when she did the intake. You guys, you have no idea how thorough she is. She asked me things that I would have never thought would even be related to my health today. But she put so many things in perspective and she really connected the dots. It really made me understand how health comes to be today from some of the things that happened to you in your past, things of that nature. So, but anyways, enough about me. Today, we're going to talk about fertility and how naturopathic women's health can help you if you're looking to become a mom or to get pregnant. My guest today is going to teach us all about what to look for and what to pay attention to if you're having trouble conceiving. <clears throat> Excuse me. So to introduce her, Dr. Darlene Gustin is actually the most trusted naturopath in Oakville, Ontario, right here in Canada. And her clinic, which is called Bronte Natural Health Clinic, is Oakville's award-winning clinic and most established naturopathic health center. Dr. Darlene, that's quite the achievement, especially for Oakville. Thank for you. those of you that don't know, Oakville is a very affluent area in Ontario, gorgeous, very picturesque. And you really have to earn somebody's trust. So I know that she's done that. She provides patients with the most advanced natural therapies and customized therapeutic lifestyle programs. So if you're not paying attention, that's the key thing, lifestyle. Uh, the services that are provided in her clinic are provided by licensed and regulated naturopathic doctors and their team. And the team is comprised of highly qualified complementary practitioners that provide nutritional counseling something that's near and dear to me, blood testing, physical therapies, and so many other things. Dr. Darlene herself was born and raised in Oakville. So she's an Oakville native, where she now lives and practices as a naturopathic doctor. And you founded this, uh, this clinic back in 1991, right, Dr. Darlene? Yes, I did. I heard that you're a very, very highly respected member of your local community. Uh, and I became your patient, of course, because of your excellent in, excellence in integrated naturopathic healthcare. And I also know that most of the, the business that you get is based on word of mouth referrals. So you don't even need to advertise yourself. You guys, she's so great that people just, and that's how I found out about her when, one of my friends told me, you have to go see Dr. Darlene. Uh, she is the most trusted expert in women's health. And here we are. And here she is. She also studied at my favorite university, University of Toronto, right here in Toronto, and immediately followed by studies at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. So she finished her BA there at U of T and then went straight into uh, things of naturopathic medicine and many certificates in women's health and awards and so many things. She's so great. You guys, I will let her speak for her herself because I keep telling you all that she did, but you are going to get so much more of her energy and really get to see what I'm talking about. Dr. Darlene, what would you say distinguishes your naturopathic medicine approach from traditional allopathic medicine when it comes to women's health? Please tell us your approach. Well, the biggest philosophical difference is that we focus on addressing the root cause. 
And with this topic of fertility, sadly, I'm seeing younger and younger women and couples who are not even diagnosed with the cause. And naturopathic medicine is really excellent at trying to find those non-pathological reasons. So something that has to do with toxicity or deficiencies or stress. So all of these things affect fertility. And that's what sets naturopathic medicine apart from, from allopathic medicine. And it's something that I've worked really hard at. And with fertility, as my undergraduate degree was in genetics. So I especially understand fertility and conception and all the little things that go wrong and that, that are not even diagnosable. So, um, and, and the other thing about fertility and conception is with naturopathic medicine, that journey starts at least three months before conception. So you have to prepare, you have to maximize your health, especially the things that you can't do once you're already pregnant, which would be certain dosages of supplements. And, and the biggest area being how clean is your body? Because you don't want to conceive and develop a baby in a toxic body or a body that's not very nourished. Right. So actually, that was going to be one of my questions to you. And I'm so glad that you addressed that because I was going to ask you what would be one of the top things that women should start doing well in advance of trying to conceive during the planning phases. If let's say they're obviously planning to have a baby um, and how far in advance should they start? And you address both those questions. So ladies within three month period of trying, you should actually start doing things. And of course, seek the uh, advice and help of a practitioner or a licensed, somebody who's licensed to know exactly what you need. Um, and definitely an approach of nat with natural roots. Like I'll give you guys an example. When I was, uh, when I saw Dr. Darlene, one of the things that she asked me, um, I come from an Eastern European background, uh, back in my home country. I remember when, for those of you that know, when Chernobyl happened back in the eighties, I remember seeing ash falling out of the sky, which of course was exposed. I got exposed to, you know, the radiation and all the, everything that happened, I guess, uh, obviously we, I was on the receiving end of it and I had no idea that something from that point would actually affect me. But when you go and you work with a practitioner, with a naturopathic doctor that can actually look that far back to see how it affects you, <clears throat> Excuse me. And now, Dr. Darlene, now that you told me that you studied genetics, now it can, I can connect the dots because clearly that would affect you uh, to that level, to that degree, to that depth. Um, so I can understand why that's the case. So what would you say would be some of the things that women should start doing? Like if you were to give advice to a woman who's trying to get pregnant right now, and uh, let's say she was within that three month uh, time frame trying to plan a family. She's uh, at an age when she can get pregnant, but she wants to give her baby and herself for that matter, the best chance. What would be some of the advice you would give her as far as supplementation, lifestyle tips, things of that nature? Sure. So one of the first areas that I would talk about is to clean up your life. So there was a huge lung study where they were studying the effect of indoor air quality on lung health. And it, it's, it doesn't matter that the study was about lungs because at the end of this study that was 20 years long, over 6,000 patients in the study, independent study, 10 of the world's top researchers, what they found at the end of the study was that Cleaning your home with national brand cleaning products that you buy in a regular department store. I'm not going to mention the names, um, but that cleaning your home one time a week with these regular things that you find in a grocery store or a or department store was equivalent toxicity to smoking one pack of cigarettes per day. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. Wow. That's huge, right? So things like scented candles, dryer sheets, what you clean your toilet with, what you clean your windows with, what you put in your dishwasher, your laundry soap, your scented products in your shower. So all of these things, we call it total body burden, that there's not any one guilty 
product, but it's that 1% toxicity from 100 different locations. So that's step one is to green up your home and, of course, to detoxify your body. And one of the tests that I do on every single patient is a hair mineral analysis. And the reason that I'm testing everybody is because half of the tests are coming back with toxic levels of multiple heavy metals. And heavy metal toxicity affects the nervous system, the heart, the immune system. And that's something you'd want cleared out of the way before you conceive. And, um, and on a hair test, um, testing heavy metals is just the smaller portion of what is tested. The majority of what's tested on a hair mineral analysis is, of course, minerals. And um, so, so a lot of people have been hearing about zinc in the last couple of years. And many women who are planning on nursing do think about calcium, but not everybody needs the same amount. And if it's not your first baby, if you've already produced multiple babies and breastfed for a couple of years, and you haven't tested or caught up nutritionally in between, each subsequent child could be um, a pregnancy that's happening in a more deficient state, according to the mother. So, so nutritionally and for toxicity, I test the hair. So those are the two big starting points. But also, in a lot of my couples with fertility problems, I do find a zinc deficiency. And I could talk about zinc alone for a whole week, because it has so many roles in fertility from the male side and the female side, egg quality, sperm count, conception and staying pregnant. And um, the other thing is that where we live here in the greater Toronto area, we live geographically in a part of the world where there's a lot of thyroid problems happening and it's becoming more and more prevalent and it's something that doesn't always show in blood work. So there's a condition that's called subclinical hypothyroid, where I call it lazy thyroid. I, I want people to understand what I'm talking about. So I just call it lazy thyroid. So it's not broken. It's not usually going to be diagnosable in regular blood work. But there's a pattern and there's symptoms and there's low basal body temperature, low pulse rate, low blood pressure, little patterns that we recognize in medicine that represent how well different organs are functioning. So people with a lazy thyroid, it's harder for them to get pregnant and it's also harder for them to stay pregnant. So, so the answers are always individual to the patient. You could have one or all of everything I've said, and I could add 20 other things to the list, right? So that's something that you would look for in both the male and the female. More so the female, because it is the mother that determines egg quality and is providing the nutritional environment and the toxicity, but it's not like it does not affect men. Certainly toxins, nutritional deficiencies affect their sperm quality and, you know, how, um, and the, and the function, not just how many sperms, but how healthy they are as well. All right. How healthy they are, how they function and whether they have all the, I guess, the qualities that the egg looks for when the fertility, I mean, when the, um, uh, when the egg becomes, uh, fertilized so that it can actually become a baby. Correct. Um, and what would you say is the one thing that people would have to keep in mind when it comes to fertility, as far as some of the tools that they should actually use tools that are indispensable for fertility success from a naturopathic perspective, of course, what do you mean by tools? Uh, some of the things that couples can start using. Uh, so let's say that they are trying to get pregnant and as outside of what you said, obviously, I will sum it up at the end. But some of the tools that uh, in couplehood, like, for example, something that's more outside the realm of nutrition and deficiencies and accumulation of toxicity in the body, but things like, um, let's say, being emotionally at peace with each other, things of that nature, so that they can actually get all aspects of their relationship sort of worked out before they attempt, because there are some nuances that are very 
um, underlying nuances that are non-tangible and cannot really be tested, much like you said about the thyroid, and cannot be measured, but are somehow fundamental and so important, critical, really. Absolutely. Like in the naturopathic profession, we define health as optimum function of body, mind, and spirit. So when you're thinking about conceiving a child, what we've discussed so far is really just the physical body, but you're absolutely right to, to prepare yourself to be as ready as you possibly can be. And speaking from personal experience as a mother of three, and the first one came at age 32, and the third one came at age 40, you'd think that a mother in that age group is ready, but I don't think you're ever really 100% ready. But but do what you can, it, you know, have the emotional environment in order as well. And make sure that you know what you're signing up for is your partner going to be there supportive, who's going to be taking the time off with the baby? What happens if the baby's sick? How's it going to affect your employment? Because this is where stress comes from. If you don't think about it in advance and prepare as best you can. And, and the older you get, usually after age 35 in medicine, all the red flags come out and, and increased testing for things like Down syndrome, et cetera, and what your decisions would be if some of those medical tests were not coming back favorable. And even it's never too early to think of a birth plan. And my children, all three of them were born with midwives. But you never know what happens. Like one of my children was breached and, and all kinds of things can happen. So medicine isn't black and white. You do your best to prepare physically, emotionally, financially, medically in your health. And then you hope for the best. And I guess the last step of that is, is spiritual health and belief that you did everything you could and it's going to lead to something good, right? That that every child has a purpose and, and you'll just go with the flow. And if you wanted a girl versus a boy and God willing, the child is healthy, right? I'd like to take a quick break now to let you know that today's show is sponsored by my book Against Medical Advice. This book is a memoir and it tells the story of how I built my life back after suffering a stroke during my divorce. I discuss the nutritional, lifestyle, and mindset aspects that I put into practice to regain my health and rebuild my life. The book has been a labor of love, both writing it and publishing it, and I couldn't be more proud of it. Please pick up your copy from Amazon. For your very own signed copy, my email address is simone at simonegisandi.com. Oh, and I'd really appreciate it if you'd please consider leaving a review once you've read the book. And now, back to the show. You make me think back to the days when I had my kids and how the idea of a birth plan seemed so overwhelming because there were just so many components to it, but nevertheless, so important because come the time when baby's born, like the idea of time and freedom and things of that nature are completely gone and out the window because now you're obviously responsible for a human life. Um, but obviously, to, to get to that, you have to prepare and do all things necessary. And like you said, I think that because the mind and the body and the emotional aspect, our emotional body, as, uh, as in many different cultures is said, we have a physical body, an emotional body, a, a mental body, a spiritual body. Uh, as long as all of those are working in harmony, uh, it certainly makes even the idea of having a baby a much more... Uh, peaceful and better sort of uh, experience for mom, for the partner, as well as for baby. Um, but going back to to the age factor that you just alluded to, how the red flags usually go up at the age of 35, there was a question that I had for you, Dr. Darlene, being the expert, the foremost expert in women's health. Um, so I know of a woman who is 49 right now, and she's pregnant with her second child. First child is two and a half, so was born when she was about 47, give or take. So she got pregnant twice in her 40s, late 40s at that. Do you think there's a myth about women's biological clock? Like what helps women get pregnant with ease, whereas other women have such hardship 
Um, and are there just physical or are there other factors, just physical factors or other factors involved? One of the big factors is egg quality. So of course, a woman who has passed menopause is not ovulating, is not releasing eggs. So as females, we're born with a limited number of eggs. And when they run out, they run out. So if, if it's been several years after menopause, the chances are pretty close to zero. But if you're regularly having your cycles and you're ovulating, you have eggs, but the problem, potential problem would be the quality of those eggs, because the quality of those eggs is accumulated over that woman's lifetime. So how much time has she spent having suntans? How much has she microwaved her food? How clean was she eating? What is her body composition in terms of percentage body fat? What's her blood sugar? What's her cholesterol? How's her heart? And um, all of those general health things also affect the quality of the eggs within her. So it's, it's harder to conceive an egg that's low quality and harder even if conceived for that low egg quality to produce a healthy baby. So that's the concern with age. So someone who's lived a healthy life and has a child at 49, that's awesome. And that's something that um, to me, age is, is irrelevant. It's, it's about health. I agree. I think that the body, if you keep it in its optimum health uh, and it actually works in harmony with the mind and with its environment, um, it could probably... Uh, hold a pregnancy, have ease getting pregnant, be able to have a full term healthy baby with ease without any kind of interventions. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, and I don't know, I can't speak to whether this woman actually was trying to get pregnant or whether it's sort of a surprise pregnancy and it just naturally happened because typically we all know that when there's stress involved, it actually prevents you. It's a very counterproductive thing. It prevents you from getting pregnant. And um, oftentimes, perhaps even if you do, you do get pregnant, if you're lucky enough to get pregnant, uh, you may not be able to hold the pregnancy. Um, so having said that, walk us through what you would do with a woman who was seeking your help with fertility. Um, what, what are some of the things that you would advise a woman to take as far as maybe supplementation. I know that each individual case is assessed uh, in its unique biochemistry and unique circumstances and things of that nature. But are there any overarching things that you would say, well, you know, to be able to have healthy eggs, you should eat X, Y, and Z or take supplements X, Y, and Z and have lifestyle A, B, and C. Right. So there are some general rules of thumb as as we said before, with preconception to find what type of a detox you need and to clean up your life and eat as organic as you can afford. And as far as supplements go, I tell patients there's no such thing as a multivitamin or a prenatal. There are, if I look at my six favorite companies and I look at their prenatal products, they're vastly different from one to the next. So I can't even pick the right one for you if I don't assess, do you need the one that is very high in calcium or only just so much calcium? But one thing, let's say after even age 30, the, the B12 and folic acid is very standard um, recommendation because it helps prevent spina bifida. And the answer could even vary seasonally. So we're having this conversation in November. So vitamin D status and other nutrients like vitamin C and zinc and essential fatty acids, they're so common in Canadians for the next six months in the winter. And maybe even digestive enzymes, if it's an older mother, closer to age 50, our enzyme production has decreased a lot. So you could be eating very healthy, but not digesting or absorbing the nutrients. And stress management is huge. The stress glands are part of the hormone system and they greatly affect the thyroid. They are the kidney energy in Chinese medicine. So they're all about fertility and cortisol, as you mentioned, the stress hormone. Yes, it, it reduces fertility 
And so, so it's hard for me to pick the supplements. There are, there are certain things that as the pregnancy goes by, there are certain nutrients that are important in each stage of pregnancy. So I usually talk to the person preconception and it's more about detoxifying. And then they have until the second trimester to catch up nutritionally. So from zero to three months old, the baby physically is very tiny and doesn't really alter the nutritional needs of the mother much. But in the second trimester, that's the bulk of the growth. So at that stage of pregnancy, you need extra protein. You probably need extra calcium and magnesium. This is also when the body has to make extra blood for the birth. And so iron deficiencies are common mid-pregnancy. And then in the third trimester, I'm starting to prepare to make sure that women have the nutrients in sufficient amounts that help with a good delivery. So a lot of the times if I meet someone after the fact who said, well, I had a C-section because my cervix didn't dilate past five centimeters and you have to get to 10 to get the baby out. I find a lot of the time those women are deficient in calcium and magnesium and just their coordination of muscles relaxing and contracting is distorted. And also essential fatty acids and healthy oils. Those are very important for the baby's brain development. So taking them during the pregnancy and then also again, after the birth, the nutritional requirements are increased. If you're nursing the baby, you need more calories, you need more protein. It's good to be on probiotics just to maximize the amount of probiotics for you and the baby, especially during pandemics, it would be good to have lots of probiotics in your body, because they are 80% of your immune system. And same thing with the essential fatty acids and the fish oils, those are important to stay on while breastfeeding because that goes into the breast milk and is nourishing the baby's brain and helping their immune system and their skin. So a lot of the things that babies get can be simple fixes with, with nutrition of the mother and sharing it through the breast milk. So the answer can vary seasonally and the answer is different based on where you are in a pregnancy. Wow. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Darlene. That's so important to know. And I don't know that anybody gives so much thought as you do to the requirements in the various stages of the pregnancy, the various requirements of the woman's body, as well as baby for its growth, uh, depending upon obviously the climate, the where we are geographically, we are very interconnected to the nature and the environment around us. So all of those things dictate, which a lot of people obviously don't know, they resort to uh, to certain things that might not necessarily serve them well, and does not equip the body for a healthy pregnancy might not equip the body to actually even be able to get pregnant, because it's nutritionally deficient. So that's so important. Thank you so much for that. Um, and there's one more thing I, I want to add in is that I often refer patients to chiropractors as well. So if I found a patient who's not really that toxic, isn't really nutritionally deficient, isn't stressed out, if everything's looking pretty good, but they told me they used to be an athlete and they skied and, and they've had car accidents and they've never seen a chiropractor, it's absolutely possible that spinal misalignments can be interfering with the nervous system and how the brain communicates to your reproductive organs. And chiropractors also have great success helping people get pregnant. So I work more with the chemistry of the body, but the chiropractors or other professions that work on the body structurally, they make sure that the fluids flow, that the blood flow, the lymph flow, the neurological communication in the body is all functioning, especially also in the third trimester when the belly is protruding and it's throwing off our, our center of gravity. So the more pregnant you are, the more you could use a chiropractor. And they also have great success making sure that the pelvis is aligned and not twisted, that the structure of the pelvis and the low back is 
opening and softening the way that it should to allow the baby to be birthed naturally. And then after the baby's born, a lot of the times we have poor posture with how we're nursing the baby, how we're carrying the baby. You carry them on one side on the hip and you're stirring your soup with your other hand, right? So, so there's a lot of uh, chiropractic help with getting people pregnant and staying pregnant and, and having a great delivery and reducing, preventing aches and pains. God, Dr. Darlene, I wish I had met you when I had my kids. Oh, it would have just been so much easier and so much better for me because, of course, I didn't have this amazing advice at that time. Uh, my kids are obviously older now. So uh, and I was younger and my body obviously was able to withstand a lot more. But nevertheless, it was um, this. This is just such this is gold, such wealth of information. Um, and of course, just the different requirements that nobody thinks of, nobody speaks of, nobody uh, advises or recommends to their patients to be able to really get them ready for, for such a, it's such a divine and magical journey to become a parent. And there are so many layers of it involved that are so important. And we really need to be able to take them in and give them the importance that they, that they do have. Um, and I wanted to know, in your opinion, as obviously uh, a, a naturopathic doctor that has worked with women who possibly need fertility help, what would you say um, is the most common myth, uh, just so that the audience knows, they probably have heard it too, about naturopathic fertility treatments? So the way that you, let's say, would would help a woman that's that's looking to get pregnant or has become infertile via her lifestyle or uh, nutritional deficiencies. And there's a myth about it. Uh, what would you say would be the most common myth that you've heard about, especially in the naturopathic arena? Oh, there are so many. How do I pick one? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, I'd say the biggest myth is that you don't have to pick only one profession that there's a there's a place for all of us and 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 that you have to be fully informed to choose the right modality so just because you're seeing a naturopath doesn't mean that you have to dump your medical doctor just because you're seeing a chiropractor same thing doesn't mean and i believe in the open book that they say oh should i tell my medical doctor that you're giving me calcium and i go well i think in your best interest that everybody should know everything. And so that's, that's one of the biggest myths is, is that there's some competition. And, and I've worked very hard over my career to build those bridges with the traditional medical community. The um, Halton midwives actually started out of my office a million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and um so, so I would say don't be intimidated to communicate with anybody because you're advocating for yourself and for your baby. And if they don't like it, just ignore that and educate them. And, and it's supposed to be just another member on your team. And, and it's not just the health professionals. It could be your in-laws and your parents helping you just get a decent night's sleep. Or if you're working full-time and stressed out, taking those shortcuts, getting the cleaning lady buying food that's ready, whatever it takes to, to stay healthy to for yourself and for the baby. Yeah, that's so important. If you really want to think about it, if you look at a company, especially a successful company, uh, be it a law firm or any entity, really a, a store, they have teams of people that actually contribute to its success. And everybody's an expert in their particular area. And every in particular individual person takes care of their department and so on and so forth. And it should be addressed in the same way rather than taking on so many jobs, running yourself down, and then you end up in um, putting yourself in the position of getting ill at a time when baby needs you and your body's already handling the whole uh, load of getting back to normal to pre-pregnancy because there is such a big shift uh, postpartum so that the body can get back to its normal thing and recalibrate everything from 
obviously the hormonal balance and biochemistry and things of that nature. So it's that's probably one of the most important things I would say that women should keep in mind. And that's probably the case also leading up to getting pregnant because you have to put yourself in a state of ease and in a state of harmony so that you're not stressed and high strung and things of that nature. And, and another big myth I have to add in is that blood tests don't show everything. And we don't have a blood test or a medical test for everything that could possibly go wrong. And when patients come in and they go, I, I've had all these tests and ultrasounds and it showed nothing wrong. And I said, well, it doesn't mean that nothing's wrong. It means that the answer wasn't on that kind of a test. So you could have a misalignment and have normal blood work. You could be very toxic in heavy metals and low in zinc, magnesium, essential fatty acids, and calcium, and have normal blood work at a physical exam with the medical doctor. So everybody knows their slice of the pie. And if you didn't get the answers with one professional, don't assume that the answer is not out there somewhere. And it could be emotional and it could be spiritual. So, so I would just work on developing that team and communicating with everybody and, and don't give up. And that's why it's so important to work with a team, like you said, because there is a person who's got, let's say a specialty and they can actually really identify or have studied something like a chiropractor, for example, you can't go to a nutritionist and expect them to be able to help adjust you so that your, uh, your bones and, and the tissues are in alignment for proper functioning, for proper flow of energy, for proper flow of obviously information from the brain and so on and so forth. So it's so important that you treat this as, um, as a team and look to each individual that can help you in their way. But you certainly sound like a, like a one-stop shop, Dr. Darlene, because you're, you're identifying so many things. And I, I heard you said that you refer out to other practitioners, but it's so important that somebody sit down with you to, to be able to kind of have a plan of action for them to be able to equip themselves and their baby for health and optimal health for that matter for harmony and for everything to be obviously running smoothly and like a well-oiled machine. Um, but how do you see the fertility um, industry? Like what do you foresee it looking like in the next five years, 10 years? Clearly it's evolved in front of your eyes uh, as a naturopathic doctor since you've graduated and you studied genetics. And so you have that base knowledge and you've worked with women throughout the time, like as you obviously developed your, um, your clinic. How do, you, how do you see it evolving in the next five to 10 years? That's a very scary question. So many years ago, as a student in genetics at U of T, I don't want to age myself, but, but even back then, we were already talking about how much human fertility, according to sperm count, had dropped to half of what it was 30 years prior. And it's only continued to decline since then. And I remember as a student hearing this, and I thought, wow, who cares about the environment? We're just going to die off because there won't be any more babies, right? So it was only a matter of time, or like a, a, a small number of generations that mathematically, statistically, humans would just extinct themselves. And, and that's gotten worse as the years have gone by. And in my career, I've practiced long enough that I've seen it come true that in the earlier years of practice, I didn't see that many people with infertility. And now it's sadly so common that young, healthy looking 30 year old couples are shocked that they can't conceive and a lot of the time do not have an answer that is some obvious type of pathology. So I think that it's only going to get worse because I don't think we're cleaning up the environment fast enough. I think one of the largest negative influences on fertility is the, the world of estrogen pollution. So many of the toxins that we're exposed to are estrogenic and they're bad quality estrogens. Simple things like dryer sheets and scented candles and the smell of gasoline and coffee. These are all estrogenic toxins and they're in our water, they're in our air, they're in scented products that we're using every day. And, 
I think people are underestimating how dirty the planet is and how much that's the biggest influence on fertility. Yeah, I had this conversation with another one of my guests and we quickly touched on the water and how dirty the water supply is as a result of the pharmaceuticals that people take, including birth control, which is obviously synthetic hormones, which are meant to alter women's cycle. Probably one of the worst things that a woman can do, especially if you're looking to one day conceive um, and how all of that ends up back into the water supply because we consume the water, then we and the various things that we drink, like water out of plastic bottles or coffees out of plastic um, or with plastic lids, uh, various juices that are kept in plastic bottles on hot trucks in the middle of summer when they're being delivered, uh, things of that nature. And that's just consumables like in liquid format that I'm talking about. And then when we urinate, we urinate because our kidneys are obviously filtration organs. We urinate a lot traces of a lot of these things that we consume. So pharmaceuticals, uh, birth control, some, some people consume hard drugs. So like cocaine, things of that nature, uh, plus viruses, bacteria, and a slew of other things that are not cleaned up by the municipal um, filtration systems in our water supply that end up right back into our taps and we just keep on recycling and consuming it doing further and further damage so you're so right and that's just in the water system but that's the same in the food system and in the food supply because it's sprayed with various things the topsoil has been so depleted that right now we're not able to get the same level of nutrition out of our food um, and I think all of these, um, estrogens are obviously affecting, I mean, obviously us women, but men in the same manner, uh, decreasing their testosterone level. So everything is sort of interconnected and each plays a role into why we, uh, why we are where we are right now. So this has certainly unfolded in front of your eyes and you probably have seen the very things that you were studying when you were studying genetics and clearly in your practice as well. So is there hope? Is there something we can do? I think it starts with awareness and education. And, and we just have to start somewhere. There's no point having fear over how bad it is. It, you know, there's a saying, you know, there's a saying, someone was walking on the beach, and there were a million starfish that had been washed up. And he picked one up and threw it back in the ocean. And his friend said, what's the point? They've all been washed up. They're all going to die. It doesn't even matter. And the friend says, well, it mattered to this one. So, so when you're dealing with your own child and your own fertility, it only matters whether you got pregnant, but you have to look beyond that and say, what kind of a world am I leaving for my child? So even if you do manage to be blessed with a healthy pregnancy and a healthy child, you have to think about these things and, and help them grow in a healthier world and do your little piece, do your recycling, do your green living, clean with vinegar and baking soda, start somewhere. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better than last week. Take little small steps that will eventually add up. And that, that probably is the same in health. Health-wise, if you take the stairs instead of the escalator or the elevator, that alone is going to start adding up and your body is keeping count. Um, Dr. Darlene, thank you so much. This has been such a valuable thing. Before we go, I have the last three questions. What's your health motto? Keep it simple. I like to keep it simple. So I have a, a new patient roadmap when they come in and they just brain dump everything they're feeling and all the places and tests they've done before I met them. And I just take this big pile of information and I put it into three piles and I say, okay, so you're mentioning 20 things are not good. We're going to start with where do we start? So where you start is get rid of things that are not supposed to be in your body or in your lifestyle. So step one is get rid of what should not be there. And then step two is put back what should be there. A lot of that has to do with the nutrition, maybe some supplements and lifestyle, how much water, how much sleep, how much vacation, how much fiber, 
put back everything that's missing. And then as adults, sometimes often there's also step three, which is heal the organs. So if you've exhausted your stress glands or your thyroid is lazy or your metabolism is slow, then I usually use herbs to heal the organs, to slow down, speed up, or put gas in the car into an organ or a system of the body. So everything gets organized into one of those three steps. And then we just start and we check off a bunch of stuff in step one, and then two, and then three. So I like to just simplify and, and make it less overwhelming, because usually by the time I meet someone, they've already been everywhere else. That's right. And it's so easy. That's such an amazing approach. Three steps. Uh, it Oftentimes people, before they even take the step of working with someone, they sort of conjure up the idea that it's going to be daunting and overwhelming and they don't want to go. However, you've really distilled it down to three steps. It makes it simple. It makes it easy. You're able to guide them. So you guys, you see how important it is to work and you see how simple it is as long as you do your part, of course. Uh, Dr. Darlene, what's one question that you wish I would have asked you? And how would you have answered that question that the audience would benefit from? Let's see. I think we've covered all the juicy stuff. I'm, I, I love going into the emotional, spiritual part of it. That's, that's really fun. And, and the world of how the brain connects to the body. And what I, the biggest thing I've learned in practice is that the brain really matters more than people can imagine. That if you believe that there's a child in your heart, that child will come and you will find a way to bring them into this world. And I also see that with my cancer patients. And I, I'm very picky and very aware of the choice of words people have. I think words are very powerful and I won't let people say words that are limiting their ability to achieve their health goals. And, oh, I'll never find an answer. No, you just didn't find the answer yet, right? And, oh, I'll never, I'll never figure this out. It's like Einstein, or was it Thomas Edison said, well, no, I know 999 ways that it doesn't work. But number 1000 will be the way that I discover how the light bulb should work. So same thing with with health, really just keep turning over all the stones till you find the answer. That's right. And uh, the famous Elon Musk also said, if you tell yourself you're going to clean your house and three days, you're going to clean your house in three days. If you tell yourself you're going to clean it in 30 minutes, you're going to clean it in 30 minutes. So that's so important. Thank you for that, Dr. Darlene. That's a very important reminder that what you put in your mind comes to be. So you manifest the very things that you hold in your mind and you give your attention and energy to. And clearly words are very important. It's sort of like giving birth to something. When you say a word, you Absolutely. birth something into the world and, and it's something that becomes, that's why there's such a thing out there that says, you know, like, don't uh, like uh, the idea of give your word. It, it's, it's built in with trust and hope and faith in you that you would actually follow through. So words are so important. Um, and lastly, what's the biggest takeaway that you hope listeners learn from hearing you talk on my podcast today? Well, the biggest takeaway would be that, that the answers are out there and that there are many other people who are probably in the exact same situation as you, and they did find a solution and that every person has something to teach you, whether it's the chiropractor, the nutritionist, the medical doctor, the mother, the grandmother, and there's a lot of wisdom in the older generations too. I, I've experienced in my own life, all the crazy things my mother made me do as a child. I now know the science behind why she did that. And um, so, so listen to your relatives, your ancestors, and they all have your best interest in mind. And, and those words of wisdom are no less valuable than taking zinc or, or measuring your iron. 
Yes, that's so true. The reason why we earn life lessons, we we earn our wisdom by being here and, and living life and, you know, getting older as you will. And of course, those are the, those are the things that we've been conditioned to fear the most, but our value, I think we become invaluable the older we get because we have, we carry wisdom and we've learned life lessons that we could pass on to those that are younger that do need those. So Dr. Darlene, thank you so much. Guys, to sum it up, green up your home, do a pre-pregnancy body detox, especially you ladies, because you're going to house a little beautiful baby in there. Go and get yourself a hair mineral analysis so you could see whether there are heavy metals that you're carrying. Those will get passed on to the baby and they're terrible, especially if they get up in the brain. If you have a zinc deficiency, remember your egg quality as well as your sperm quality, gentlemen, is affected by it. Check if you have a lazy thyroid. And remember what Dr. Darlene said, that's not going to be detected by a regular blood test. So you have to look deeper into that. Vitamin D, super important, especially for us Canadians here, where we get very little sunlight uh, over the six months that is sort of winter for us here. That's typically the length of a winter in Canada. Nutrients in each stage of pregnancy are super important. So please work with someone who has the knowledge to actually walk you through those phases so that you get what your body needs and baby gets what it needs to develop properly. Take the three-step approach like Dr. Darlene just said, get rid of what shouldn't be there, put in what should be there, heal your organs. They are the ones that keep your body in optimal health. And remember, words are super important. So be careful what you say. Dr. Darlene, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for all your wisdom, all the knowledge, all the information you gave my listeners. Would love to have you back so we can talk in more detail about something in particular. And if anybody's looking to get in touch with you, Bronte Natural Health Clinic in Oakville, what's your website address and how can they get a hold of you? Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure discussing this. I had lots of fun. The website we have is www.brontehealth.com. So there you guys have it, www.brontehealth.com. And you will be able to get in touch and get yourself see Dr. Darlene. She'll do an analysis, guide you on your fertility journey. Thank you so much, Dr. Darlene. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning to The Confidential. We hope you enjoyed the episode and found it interesting and informative. Please subscribe to the show to receive notifications when new episodes are released. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at The Confidential Podcast to stay up to date with all things related to the show. We appreciate your support and welcome any feedback you may have. Until next time, stay curious and keep on learning. Thank you for listening.